Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I read it OS. Your science questions answered. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of I Read It Online Somewhere. We are here every couple of weeks to discuss what we have read online and answer your strange and wonderful science-based questions. Like, if you ate yourself, would you get bigger or smaller? I'm Amy and I failed science at school, but luckily for me, I'm joined by two science teachers, Andrew. Hello. And Ross. Hello. (laughs) Just laughing at Ross's hello there. Our podcast is a look at some of the science stories we have read online and we try to answer your questions. If you want to get in touch uh, with your questions, please email us at ireditos at gmail.com or at ireditos on most social media. So, hi guys. Hello. Hello. I've got a really quick question to ask Andrew this Ooh. week. Um, it, it's based on hay fever, mainly because I'm going to have to apologise in advance because I'm probably going to be sniffing throughout this whole podcast because I have terrible hay fever and can't take any antihistamines. So, is Andrew. Is that the question? What? <laughs> no, just fill me in. <laughs> what, is hay, what is hay fever? Oh, what is hay fever? Oh. Why, do I, why am I allergic to summer? Oh, well, technically so you're not allergic I, to summer. Can I go first? And then oh, here he oh, here he goes. Sucks. Uh, what I think it is is my body's too good at trying to protect myself that it makes my eyes water, it makes my nose run, and it makes me sneeze. Because I'm so good at protecting myself, that's what happens. But I never used to have it, and um, about five, six years ago, I, I got it. Oh. Apparently, it runs in cycles, though. So then mm-hmm. you might go another few years, but just now it's quite bad, and yeah, I can't, I can't take any antihistamines, so I'm trying to find ways to cope. Um, okay, so um, most uh, reactions with regards to hay fever, etc., they're um, autoimmune diseases, so they're your body's overreaction to a harmless uh, stimulus. So Ooh. your harmless stimulus in this case is uh, pollen. Um, so sexy bits on plants um, is really <laughs> what you're actually allergic to, specifically uh-huh. the male sexy bits of plants. That um, makes sense. Plant yeah. sperm. Plant sperm, basically. That's not like me to overreact, so... Uh... so <laughs> but I don't know, um, so uh, now I'm... Te- yeah, uh, when I used to work at Boots, you used to be able to, uh, we used to talk about like grass and tree pollen. Um, so I can't remember which one comes first, but one of them comes early on in the season and then one comes later. I think oh, it's grass, yeah. then tree. I think that's how that works. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of... Um, that it's your body's reaction to that. So it's completely harmless to us, but your body doesn't think it's harmless, so therefore it reacts, and it reacts by increasing your uh, 
your sort of first line of defences, which is uh, runny noses, um, so I was about to say sweaty eyes there, sorry. Um, no, my eyes in- are very increased, sweaty. Increased sweatiness in the eye. Leakage. What is the word I'm thinking? Tears. Tears, Tears is the word I'm looking for. Tears. Tears. And um, sort of blocked congestion. Um, it does make me ill, stuff. though. I always end up with, like, having a cold or something because I feel like everything's just dripping. Uh, yeah, so so it's it's very similar because the that's your first line of defence. So it ramps all that up to protect you against it from happening again. Oh, but, I wish um, it would just relax. But there's when the you get is, when you get a cold, the there. same thing happens. It's yeah, the stuff you notice isn't the cold virus. It's your body's reaction to the cold to virus. It. Yeah, except I've, when you yeah. get that, you're you're tired and because your body's also fighting that. Whereas this case. It, it still happens, but most of the time it's actually just the effects. So runny noses, mm. teary eyes, congestion. I've heard if you eat local honey from like local bees, it's meant to help. I don't know if that's just like. Uh, I don't. I, I I don't actually know. Maybe there there is something like there's um you can get like Vaseline. Put Vaseline on your nose. Like I, so up, that's you know? what I do. That actually that's helps because to be really good. Yeah, I was about to say because um, I, uh, I sleep with the world's hottest man, but I don't mean I don't mean in yeah, that baby, way. That's me. <laughs> I'm meaning in just like someone who, when it's winter, um, has at least one fan on and the window open all year round. Um, oh. So, which is like if you look at what you're not meant to do, it's have a fan and leave a window open, and that's what we do. So, yeah, but it's way too hot to not have that. I've actually developed a new fan technique. I don't know if anyone's interested. Oh my god! Nope. I've, I've repositioned my fan, blowing across the bed, so not into my face. It's just <laughs> blowing across my legs, and then I'll obviously leave my legs out because I'm not scared of monsters like you. Oh no, mine people. could not leave my legs out no yeah, matter how no, hot sorry, I was. Yeah, no, sorry, monsters and under the bed. It just cools down my legs, and that it's cooling down the rest of my body. Right. So if we go back to like episode two or three of the podcast, uh, you'll get to hear this story again from Ross telling us about his fan <laughs> across the bed. Episode two of a series is always about fans <laughs> and bits. So. so yeah, sorry, I digressed and no, Ross no, no, could but, cut whatever, but, but, but I just wanted to know because it's really annoying me. But you're fine because like um Thanks. the other thing as well is uh you know, you can like have a shower when you come in from work or if you come in from outside, uh, you should really change your clothes because pollen will have landed on it. So I don't know so up oh. up here, for example, um when we have dry spells <laughs> um <laughs> Sometimes you can see that the cars are absolutely covered in pollen. Like you can, you can what? see it. You can like rub yellow it. pollen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's well, quite. It's, it, big, like, enough it's, it's big enough to see. And when it clumps, like you know, it, or or there's enough of it, um, you can see it on top of the cars. Especially, I mean, my car's black, so you can oh. definitely see it. On uh, there's some great videos of some trees drop like mm. so much that you can burn the pollen. Um, like it like lies on top of the grass and it burns the pollen and it looks like the whole thing's been engulfed by flame but it's just the pollen burning and then the grass is left like absolutely fine afterwards nice okay sorry that was a big digress um and i know we have all chatted a little bit about a story that we wanted to discuss this week um so ross you did it last you just talked about last week so andrew you can intro us it's very on trend okay guys well yeah um as we know um the euro started this week Woo! Yeah, Scotland. Scotland yeah, Scotland. But Scotland are in their first tournament. Yeah, it's also now, the obviously... first time they've lost a major tournament in twenty three years. <laughs> yeah, that's the way <laughs> so I'm looking at true, it. Very true. And actually, the um, the uh, when this comes out, 
uh, the Scotland next will be Scotland, <laughs> or we might have won. Who knows? So it's predictions. Just, yeah. Let's go with predictions. I'm gonna go two one Scotland. My fantasy football team is very heavily English based, so I'm gonna go two nil England. Oof. Ooh, I'm gonna go uh, one nil Scotland. Oh, nice. But but in extra time. There's no extra time because it's group stages. Or do you mean injury time? That's the one I meant. <laughs> I know football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the fact I know more about it than both of you. Yeah, I don't know much. Yeah, it's not knockout <laughs> stages or anything like that. It's just group. Know. So they, They're allowed to draw just now. Oh. We'll oh, say injury okay. time. You think they're going to sc- score a late winner in injury time? Uh, let me just repeat that for the tape. Um, I no. think they're. I think it's going to be one uh, nil to Scotland, and they're going to score it in extra time. Injury time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Ross is also editing it, so he's obviously going to keep um, your fist bit in. <laughs> Just all of it. Just all okay. of it. So, anyway, so what's our story? Our story that I read this week, uh, I read online this week, was um, Euro twenty twenty. What is the climate cost of tournament stage in eleven countries? Now I. Yeah, let's be honest. I didn't really know much about what was going on. Um, I didn't know it was going to be hosted in 11 different countries. Yeah, so it was meant to be... can't remember where it was meant to be. Was it meant to be in Baku? No, I thought... So it was, was It was originally meant to be somewhere, but then I think that the... Someone was telling me that it was always supposed to be... Oh, well, so it was supposed to be 12 countries, um, oh. but it was reduced to 11 in April. Um, and capacities of the stadium is obviously to do with uh, reasons as to why um it's in certain places and um but the but the the this sort of article goes on to talk about well what is the impact on climate change because of um these uh, uh supporters and the football teams themselves actually having to travel to the different um mm. places and it's actually like uh, like you were saying Amy you know as we all know um, because of the groups that the teams are organised <laughs> into, the groups, the group stages, the group stages that they're in right now, because of the groups, um, the some teams actually have to travel really far to to join in with their groups. Yeah. Whereas our group actually, so our group, as in uh, England and Scotland's group, we don't really have to travel terribly We're just going to far. And yeah. Glasgow. And it's it's actually not too bad. But do you want to, um, no. I'm really hoping you kind of forgot this part of the article that you may or may not have read. Um, do you want to know who's traveling the farthest? Uh, Team that's... set to travel most kilometers at Euro. Well, I, I'd have guessed Wales because no. Wales have got some of their games in Baku. They've got one. Well, definitely the opposite side of Europe. Compared Switch. compared Switch to the <laughs> last time they were in there, uh, Wales is traveling almost double the last time they were at the Euros. But it is at Switzerland, and it's ridiculous. So um, they are traveling, or they could clock up approximately 13,000 kilometers, so, um, which is absolutely mental. Um, and it's as much as their last uh, four appearances uh, in the European Championship. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's what, mental. What I don't understand is Wales played Switzerland for their, first, for their opening game in Baku. Which is obviously, I think it's like 4,000 kilometres or something away. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just read that in the article. Obviously, I didn't know that offhand. Um, could be miles, could be kilometres, don't know. Um, 
but they why did they play them in Baku? Like you've got a massive stadium in Wales. I'm pretty sure Switzerland are big on football. They're going to have big stadiums. Yeah. And also COVID, so they, they can't have that many fans anyway. Um, it does, you're right. It does seem strange it. as to why they're doing Especially all so this travel. Especially so far away. Yeah. There's, there's so many big um, stadiums around Europe that they could go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously then you've got all their fans are traveling. Yep. And, that, and that's one of the other sort of most important things is that it's not just the staff. It's the fans. So mm-hmm. some people, um, and of course, you know, air travel pre-COVID, the before times, uh, we actually thought that air travel was probably like the most, not maybe the most environmentally friendly, but you kind of didn't really think about it um, as to how much, um, how much sort of uh, your, how, how far your carbon footprint would be going with air travel. You know, it was big, but um, mm-hmm. even small flights from, say, Scotland to... Um, the continent on on europe um they can actually rock up a uh, clock up uh, ridiculous amounts of carbon footprint miles a uh, kilometer sorry and um you can almost have one person's a uh, whole year's worth of carbon footprint uh in one flight yeah well it yeah mental. in that article they were saying a flight from New York to London is the equivalent of one per like eleven percent of someone's carbon footprint, which is how, the same how, as someone who lives in Ghana for a year. Yeah, but oh god, I didn't know that. Yeah. that's awful. But how um, how like how many flights go from London to New York on mm-hmm. a daily basis? It's like one Loads. every three or four hours or something. It's yeah, there will be, um, like, and that's eleven percent. Yeah, and it's Ross and it's is getting the article up because you know, he can't remember the figures off it's got, by hand like me. <laughs> well, no, I just I, I picked up a few things here. Um, so there's a a graph in the article that talks about the amount of carbon dioxide released per kilometer for various types of transport. And um, so for something like uh, domestic train, it's forty one grams uh, per kilometer. A bus is one hundred and four. A car with only one person in it is one hundred and seventy one. Um, a long haul flight is 102, but then it's also got a plus 82 here. So it's um, saying there's extra stuff for the for flying. So normally a car by itself is the worst way to to travel. However, I not- also notice here that in this fine print it says that the car is referenced to an average diesel car, and there's quite a few things in the news recently about diesel cars being banned. Um, and I think even in Edinburgh, they're talking about not letting them into the city centre. And well, you have, you have to years. pay. A, you mm. have to pay a charge, like a congestion charge. Yeah, yeah. like London, similar, got similar it. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I went and had a look at uh, other cars. So uh, new cars that have been sold this year. So this said 171 grams of carbon dioxide per kilometer. Uh, on average, the new cars this year are about 112. So, so they're, they're worse. No, they're they're 112. So they're much lower. Uh, so they're well, they're lower. So they've used a they've used erroneous data to make this look worse than it is. is oh, great word. But are they are they? Yeah. So where where do you um did you have any data about uh, petrol cars? Oh, well, that, that was average all cars sold. Oh right. Oh, I see. So that will include diesel cars as well. Well, diesel cars are going to stop in what is it 2030? All petrol cars, I think. Oh, I thought it was just diesel. We'll all just go electric, won't yeah. we? 
Well, um, yeah. So, so, other thing I had to discuss from this. So, it had a long haul flight, it's had 102 grams um, per kilometer, but then it had a plus 93. And it says this is due to the secondary effects of high altitude non CO2 emissions. So, I went and Googled what this was. Do you guys know what this is? Is no. it the formation of ozone? Uh, that's not what I got. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if they do form ozone, but I, I, there's something that I. I feel like I've read somewhere that they okay. form ozone. So, so what this is, is, you know, on a really clear day, when a plane flies across the sky, you'll see it leaves a cloud behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, like yeah. A, it's, it's called a contrail. Oh, they're um, dangerous, I hear. No, that's chemtrails. That's people... So, different things here. So, chemtrails are people dropping chemicals everywhere. Contrail is just the cloud that's left behind by the plane. Um... But what, there's a recent uh, environmental studies have looked at the effect this has on heating the planet. So basically adding extra clouds to the planet uh, and how that affects the, the general heat of the planet. Um, so during the day, if you leave a contrail behind you, um, you're actually reflecting some heat back in. So that's um, actually quite good for stopping global warming. However, if you fly at night at all, you're reflecting the heat back into earth so you're increasing the the temperature so so it's worse to fly it's worse to fly at night night. yeah so all we we might see at some point in the future that you you can only fly during the day except for special things oh Hmm. nice so i I just yeah that's just something in the article that sparked a a bit of interest for me well so like obviously the um with the invention of uh, electric cars that's really great um, but I think the thing that we all forget about is that how are we generating the electricity in the first place? Like, so it's great that we're using electric cars, but how are we use how are we making the electricity to then go into the cars? I can tell you right now with one of my favorite websites, uh, which is called Gridwatch. Oh, not Gridwatch, I guess. That sounds horrific. It's wait, hold on. Is this the one with all the dials that tell yes, you what's going is. on? Oh my god! Is this what I sound it's like, like when I talk about It's like the most website. So right now in the UK, forty-eight percent of our power is coming from combined coal and gas. That's the bad one. That is the bad one. What about wind? Wind right now eight percent. Um, so that can get up to sort of twenty-five, thirty percent, but it's obviously a non-windy day today. Mm. Well, uh, okay. nuclear is up at eighteen percent. Um, biomass is at seven percent. Um, so yeah. So what's the best one for you, for oh. the for, for the environment? Biomass. No, well, biomass no. you're built, still burning stuff um, and yeah. releasing carbon dioxide. You generally I, capture it again. I would have said um, nuclear. While while the long term impacts of getting rid of it are bad. The amount of energy that it produces is better. Yes, it is. It sounds the worst. I think it sounds the worst because we always fear of a Chernobyl Fukushima incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's um, yeah, it's one of the best ways of producing mm-hmm. electricity and cheaply, even though it's expensive to build these mass machines. And it's uh, it's am I right in saying it's, it's from them. clean in the sense of? The producing of the energy is clean. It's the disposal at the end that's the hard. Yeah, bit. yeah. And 
uh, the disposals got better. So 97% of the waste that's produced from a nuclear reactor is recycled now. So only 3% of it mm. is unrecyclable. That gets turned into a uranium glass. And right now all we can do with that is bury it underground. So that's not great, obviously. Tell me you failed science at school without telling me you failed science at school. Well, you could just take the bleach and put it inside the body. <laughs> no, 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 no. This week it's... um. I am Magneto, for I have been injected with a vaccine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this is the story of a lady? Have I got that right? Uh, well, actually, it's a whole bunch of people. A whole bunch of people. Okay. The one I read, I think, was mentioning a lady that um, yeah, claimed she was magnetic, having had the vaccine. Yep. And then it turns out she's just wearing magnets. So, well, so what, yeah, so what it turns out is that... Um, so the the thing that you see online is, or at least on, t- so it's all over TikTok, and basically what it is is, um, people say that when you get the vaccine dose, you become magnetic, and they like they've been sticking things to their skin, and like it's been sticking. Um, but basically, um, what's happened is is that, um, they're sticking it to the bear skin, so it's probably just sticky. So what's the bear doing? Um, oh dear. That was. <laughs> what was that? that was... Do you hear that? Do you hear that? That's, that's the insert of tumbleweed noise I put in. Thank that's you, everybody. The insert of tumbleweed. Um, yeah, so they're they're just uh, like almost like licking magnets and then like sticking to themselves or licking metal things. But they're putting things like keys and stuff on, and keys aren't magnetic. They're not. You can't magnetize it. So, um, yeah, it's it's wrong, guys. You're not going to become magnet. Yeah. So it's just, it's just the friction of. Um, like when you are slightly sweaty, you you can stick stuff to you. Yep. Um, do they not realize how small the needle is as well? Like, how could you even get metal in? Yeah. Do you know? I didn't realize. I couldn't even feel the um the vaccine. No, I couldn't. Feel I didn't mine. think. I didn't think he did it. And then the next day, I just saw him. Um, but I actually said to yeah. him, "I was like, have you done this?" But I found the flu. I got the flu jab this year, and I found that really painful. Oh, really? I was very relaxed for my Pfizer one. I, like I was, oh well. yeah, are you guys team Pfizer too? We're team Pfizer. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I've just had whipping cough vaccine and polio, no, is that a vaccine? Diphtheria. Diphtheria and polio, you normally get polio them at the same time. Polio and something else, tetanus. Tetanus, tetanus yeah. I had, a, I had a four in oneer. Wow. Check you. And that again wasn't, well, I think just, I was really shaken by this flu jab I got back in uh, November. It was really uh, painful. I, I, I do think though the flu one can be... It was just sore. Um, it, my arm was sore for like four, day, four days yeah. after. I think um, with the, maybe with the amount of liquid that goes in, because it's intramuscular, I think, so it goes right into the muscle. Um, uh, maybe so that's it can it be quite tender. Yeah, Yeah, but I found the, the vaccine was really easy. The staff were really helpful, really good, asked all the right questions and yeah, said cool. we're, do, we're doing the right thing. So yeah, get, your, yeah. get vaccinated. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated everybody. Guys. Yeah, guys, we are a pro-vaccination uh, podcast. Come at us, and if we will argue. Yeah, if we're you're pro-vaccination, pro-science. Yeah, if we will not, argue um, with you if you're not with us. Well, no, we're just happy for you not to listen. We're, we're, probably, we're probably not for you if uh, you don't believe in getting the vaccine. That's but what's interesting is a lot of people are... Well, not a lot of people, I don't know how many, but there's a few people that aren't creating antibodies even after having the vaccine. So it's kind oh. of more important now than ever to... Yeah. For everyone to get vaccinated, for because the people that pe- can't 
develop the antibodies they're relying on other people to all be yeah vaccinated. which is is how we actually reach true herd immunity mm-hmm. yeah though I, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that sorry i read it online somewhere that <laughs> um the delta variant is still passing through people that have had the vaccine and passing on to other people so you're like you're asymptomatic you don't know mm-hmm. you've got it you pass it on so it's actually really dangerous for anyone that's not had the vaccine because it's still getting to them. Okay. So it's not yeah. like the vaccine's stopping it. Because what should happen is the vaccine should stop you getting it at all, stop you passing it on. But well, that's not... One well, of it the, doesn't um, look like it's the case. It's one of the things as well is even if you've had your vaccine, you should still be doing the two tests a day. Uh, not two a tests day. a day. Sorry, two, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Nobody wants to do it one time a day. The back but, of my um, throat is bleeding. The, <laughs> yeah, twice, the, twi- the twice weekly tests, um, you should still do them. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what we were speaking oh the magnet stuff yeah it's magnet a, stuff yeah to cut a long so, story short you don't become magnetic after having the vaccine you're just no. sweating Lord. okay so we've got a few questions this week Um, first question is from Siri and she has asked why do women's periods sink when they live together I know Ross will not know this answer but I'm hoping you do Andrew or do you know this is the thing uh, well, no. So I know it's a thing, but I, I, I was sure that it was fake news. I also agree that it's fake news. You guys don't have periods. <laughs> I, no, but I, well, the thing is, I'm very scared to say anything because I'm like, I don't want to mansplain. No, do you know why I think? <laughs> do you know why I think people think that this happens is because to not go into too much detail on periods, but like you're on your period for say seven days. And then if you've got like a flatmate or whoever you live with, they're going to be the same. But so if you, if on like your sixth or seventh day, then your flatmate starts and they'll be like, oh, we're so in sync. But actually there's like a 50% chance that oh, in the right. month that you're going to both be on it roughly at the same time. So you're saying that roughly they're, they're not happening exactly the same time down to the well, second. I, d- they're just, I don't think so. They're just happening around the same sort of time. And like you say... I apologise. I realise I have literally just mansplained what you just told us. <laughs> so this period is a thing that... Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I I know this is... Well, from what I've read, it's false um, because there's been an actual study done on this uh, and there, people tend to think that it happens because you notice it. So if two people are living together and they're on the period at the same time, they notice it. So they think... They're synced because there's this urban myth that you sync up um, when you're living together. However, you don't <laughs> notice it when you're not on at the same time. Andrew is so scared to even mention anything about periods. I totally am. Right. Apparently it, we, men get periods, but should, like mental periods. Periods the, um, should be normalised. We should all talk about them. No, 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 no. It's, it's not about that. It's more about, I don't you want to it. mansplain. I know I teach it. Just but like, I, I, I don't want to mansplain literally what Amy has literally just said, because that's what I would have said. That's no, I th- well, I think that's the reason. I can never like I lived with eight girls at uni and don't ever remember. I I, I think you're right, and I think I it is just a case of up. that they're being noticed at the same time. I don't think it's there's no sort of biological reason. Yeah. Also, if you speak, if you did like a survey on women, there would be um, no one will have like oh, I'm exactly twenty eight days. Everyone is slightly different. Mm-hmm. So as a summary, uh, yeah, it's probably just coincidence and people just tend to notice it when they're on at the same time. Cool. Um, next question. Oh, Ross, you'll like this one. 
Um, I could try and answer it, but I don't think I can without doing a Nino sound. Okay, do um, it. Nino. Um, how does it? So Kyle's asked how the Doppler effect works. I don't know how it works, but it's just the thing where you can hear an ambulance and then it sounds different when you're when it's like hmm. close to you and going away from you. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just gonna pitch on in this one first. Yeah, sure. And uh, it's all to do with sound. Yeah. Well, that's they they use a Doppler machine when they listen to the baby's heartbeat. They is do, that right? Yeah. Did they? So is it something to do with reflection of sound? Um, in that yeah. case, it it's to do with yeah. In that case, it's the sound. Probably, be more impressed that I even took I'm a guess quite at that. For that, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ultrasound is being reflected off the blood that's moving either away or towards you and the sort of speed that it's coming back at you can tell if it's moving away or towards you sorry not the speed the wavelength it comes back at uh, you can so tell they, if it's yeah. moving away or towards you so they use this machine like hmm. what they have to put um jelly on it uh, <coughs> yeah it's, i think it's, they put jelly it's on a, it it's a normal ultrasound machine but no it doesn't have a picture though you did no, the do- not the Doppler one. Not when you hear the baby's heartbeat. It's just like oh, a normal appointment. Oh, a different Doppler thing. Okay, right. It's a different Doppler thing. And it's just like a stick, I think. I'll notice it next time. Mm. And then you can hear all the insides. You can hear all your insides. It's very noisy. It's like a white noise machine. But you, it picks up the baby's heartbeat. Did Did you just subtly announce there that you're pregnant again? On well, the I think I think you already knew. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't know. We've not told podcast people. We've not told podcast people. No. But <laughs> it's just the way you went next time I was like oh. yeah <laughs> no but well a few weeks ago when i went to the midwife and you, yeah they, that's really you cool can the, you can hear the I, heartbeat but you i you i didn't know it was that i knew ultrasound was like used but i just assumed that that's what we learned, heard the heartbeat from so no. we we got our scans which is an ultrasound scan and in that they did the doppler thing where you could see which way the blood was moving and they did that to check the heart was all, like the atriums and ventricles were all right and the blood was all pumping the right way. Andrew, she said the word cerebellum. <gasps> Amy was so <laughs> pleased. So <laughs> I said... I, was like, I know that one. I it's said, for <laughs> memory. No, that's for balance. Cerebellum, <laughs> actually. Cerebrum is memory. Um, <laughs> but I said to her, I said to her, oh, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm in uh, fourth year science again. Um, but do you know what? You would have liked it because when you see the heartbeat and you can actually see the four different chambers, what's it? Ventricle and atrium. Yes. That's right. That's, yeah. That's correct. Honestly, how did but I You feel? are Honestly, on a roll. I know, but how did I feel science? But um, so you can see blue blood going in. I assume... It's not blue blood. It's just they've oh. given it the colour blue. The colour is blue. So one bit's blue, one bit's red. Oh, that's quite But cool. you can see the blood flow. Oh. So they check the blood flow. They check the kidneys. To make and to make sure that it's like urinating, they check. I don't know. Ross just wanted to sh- announce the sex from the scan before the woman did, because he wanted like to show off that he could t- tell if it was a boy or a girl. Does it not tell you on the corner? No. What do you mean? Is it not on the corner of this like the scan image? Is it not? Oh, no. no when you're when you're live, so you lie oh, down right. on a oh, bed see, and you sorry. can see it. Yeah. So it says. Um, yeah, and then Ross is like. There's a testicles. There's a testicles. <laughs> and then it kind of, because you announced that, then we're like, did she actually confirm that or not? So we were kind of oh, not 100% no. sure. <laughs> yeah, she did. She said the word testicles. So. Well, testicles. Yeah, but she might have be... said, no, there's no testicles. T- testicles shouldn't have come out of the pelvis just yet. Pe- pe- they don't come maybe out of the she pelvis. Meant, maybe she just meant like the sack. 
scrotum, maybe. Scrotum, maybe she meant scrotum, she but she said testes. Maybe she said testes. testes. So the difference between testes and testicles. Plural. No. Oh, right, okay. Um, I don't know if you can see it's like penis now. Anyway, so it was pretty cool and you could see, you can just cut all that again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, anyway, so Doppler machine. Okay, so. The... What's the thing about ambulances? Okay, so an ambulance will sound higher pitched when it's coming towards you. And it'll sound lower pitch when it's going away from you. You see it in Formula One as well. We're all going to do our best Formula One impression. (laughs) 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 So you see, you start off high uh, because it's coming towards you. And what's happening is basically the thing that's making the noise is catching up with the sound it's producing. And it makes the wavelength shorter. So it changes the frequency. And the speed stays the same. So the frequency changes, so it becomes higher pitched. And then when it's going away from you, the wavelength is longer, um, so the frequency is lower, so it's a lower pitch. And in layman's terms? Yeah, what do you mean by frequency? Frequency, pitch. So high pitch, ah, low pitch, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Ross's addition for a pitch perfect. Yeah, nice. Um, So this is actually really interesting because it's it's not just used for sound, it's actually used for light as well. Um, and what we can do is we can look at faraway galaxies and we can see the light that's being emitted from them. And if the wavelength uh, or the frequency of it's changed, we can tell if it's moving away or towards us. So from that, we can tell Andromeda, which is our nearest galaxy to the Milky Way, is moving towards us. Um, so the light is what's called blue shifted. So what's going to happen then when it in comes in five really billion close? years' time? It's going to collide with the Milky Way, and there will be a whole load of supernovas as stars collide. So our sun might well cl- collide with another star from Andromeda, which is pretty mm. cool. Um, the, and then if you look <laughs> further away, most of the galaxies are moving away from us, uh, so they show redshift, um, which shows that the universe is expanding, and there's a bit of evidence for the Big Bang. So if everything's expanding away from each other, think of it like an explosion. If you just saw the end of an explosion, you just see everything going away from each other. So if you rewind time, it should all come back together to one point. So it's a, a bit of evidence for the Big Bang. God, you enjoyed that little soliloquy. I did right? indeed, yes. I don't know if that's the right thing to say. What a it word. Felt right. Is it? I don't know. Ross was I, in his I, I element there. It. Yeah. Okay, thanks for that question. And um, <coughs> this is from um, Arabella and Grace. <laughs> I love this. This is the kind of question I ask. If you ate yourself, would you get bigger or smaller? Oh. Yeah. Welcome to the world of auto-cannibalism. I think you would get smaller <coughs> because you would excrete yourself so it wouldn't be attached to you. Yeah, I'm thinking but, uh, purely in water terms. So if you cut off your leg, because you could probably survive without that. So you're eating your muscle from your leg. <laughs> your body is then going to take the liquid that's in that and take it out of your intestine, and you're going to pee that away. So you're gonna you're gonna lose that all that liquid that was in there. You sound like Dwight, remember yeah. in that episode <laughs> of The Office where he's like, "I've managed to." What is it like? Cut off a, cat, a horse's leg and use it for meat without like damaging the horse. He's like developed a machine that does that. 
I don't remember. Oh, you find that he's like sharper image. You're interested. Um, So they like they um, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird one because. Okay, so say say for example you were to okay cut let's go with cutting off your leg so you cut off your leg but the fact is <clears throat> you can't eat all of it because we don't eat bones so you would actually have lost weight. So Andrew, you would... have you heard of the juice diet? You can juice anything. <laughs> Do you ever try? <laughs> you're gonna juice bone. You're gonna break your machine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, have you seen these blenders? They can blend like iPads and stuff. Will it blend? Right. Will it blend? No, they, I I think they're homogenizers. I don't think they're blenders you buy off Argos or something. They're like proper industrial type blenders. Yeah. Who's but... who's juicing with them? <laughs> People have fallen like... into the advertising. Well, okay, okay, right. So, right, fine. I'll play your game. So, great. You've totally juiced it, and you've totally made it so that you can eat it. You still mm, can't. Di- you, you still can't digest it. So you'll end up pooing it out and probably cutting your insides as it comes out. But um, would it have any nutritional value for you? No, none at all. So your uh, body maybe would keep maybe it. the bone maybe the bone marrow, but the bone not itself, like the no. iron. Uh, that well, the iron in the bone marrow, yes, but that would be it. The bone itself has get bits of calcium out of it. You need a bit of calcium here and there. That's no, because it's it's that it's because of the way the carb uh, the calcium's absorbed and the calcium's all in a mineral form when it's in your uh stomach uh, when it's sorry when it's in the bone it's in a it's in a calcium phosphate so it's in a completely different form for us to access it so compared to like the the calcium i get from uh, almond milk there's uh, not yes. a lot of calcium in almond milk yeah. but there's yeah there's not much I, I didn't try, your, say, like, try, try your try your try your try your petty people are very against we don't milk. even have almond milk try petty flu petty flu is quite good but it also contains vitamin d which helps the absorption of calcium Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, you would probably lose. You wouldn't. You would not weigh the same, um, because that energy that's taken in, so part of undigested material, you can't digest that. So it would. Yeah. So you would, get, would get smaller. Through. You would get smaller. So if you've got a question or something <laughs> that you'd like to send in to us, please send us an email at ireditwest at gmail dot com, or uh, contact us on any of our social media pages. Um, to drop us a question, give us a like, and give us a follow and a share. So tell your friends all about us. Um, if you've got, uh, I've I've rambled on. I've went too far. I've tried to repeat myself. It's all went wrong. Oh god. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this parachute's a knapsack. <laughs> <laughs>
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.